0: I'm Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us on Freedom Fighters. Impeachment, the National Anthem, school openings, Act 10 at 10. Well, there's plenty to talk about on this podcast. Last week, we were in sunny Florida at Young America's Foundation's Freedom Conference. Now, I'm here in snowy Wisconsin celebrating the 10th anniversary of our Act 10 reforms. On February 11, 2011, we introduced a budget repair bill. You see, by law, a governor is required to introduce legislation when expenditures dramatically exceed revenues, we inherited a fiscal and economic crisis. We could have laid off more than 10,000 government employees, and even though I wanted to shrink state government, you get there through managed reform, not random pink slips. We could have cut billions of dollars from Medicaid, and even though I wanted to reduce the number of people dependent on the government. You need time to enact these reforms and grow the economy. Cutting billions at the time would have hurt children, needy families, and seniors for sure. We could have raised taxes, but I told voters that I would not raise taxes, and the size of a tax increase would have been like a wet blanket on any economic recovery. The only other realistic option was to cut state aid to local governments. In 2010, the Democrats in charge of state government did just that, I know, because I was a local official at the time. We tried to find innovative ways to offset the loss in state aid, but the union contract stopped our reforms. Sadly, we had to lay off hundreds of county workers. That experience showed me that the only way to survive a massive loss of state aid was to give schools and other local governments more tools. That meant dramatically changing collective bargaining, The budget repair bill we introduced a decade ago included those reforms. The concept of the legislation was simple. We took power out of the hands of the big government special interest and put it firmly into the hands of the hardworking taxpayers and the people that they duly elected to run their governments. Now schools can staff based on merit and pay based on performance. That means they can put the best and the brightest in the classroom and keep them there. According to a MacGyver Institute report this week, since 2011, schools and local governments have saved more than $13.9 billion. Public employees now pay something for their health insurance premiums, and they contribute something for their pension. Still, most pay far less than the average citizen here in Wisconsin. Previously, almost all the schools in the state had to purchase their health insurance coverage from just one company, a company affiliated with the teachers' union. Since our reform, schools have been able to bid out these contracts and literally save millions of dollars, money that can go right back into the classroom. Our reforms worked. We balanced our budget at the state level, maintained our high ranking for student performance and graduation rates, and continued to fully fund our pension system. At the local level, elected officials have been able to achieve fiscal savings while still maintaining Or improving the quality of their services. And during our eight years in office, property taxes on an average home actually went down. I'm proud of that. Governors and lawmakers across the country need to enact similar reforms in 2021. So many states are facing fiscal and economic crises similar to what we faced a decade ago. Solving these will require bold leadership. Plus, our reforms would actually help schools across the country open again. Chicago was here in Wisconsin, the mayor could have opened the schools when she wanted but not have to deal with the union thwarting her over and over again. Union bosses should not be running our country. The American people should be. They want our schools open and our country working again, which is why it is absolutely crazy that members of the United States Senate are wasting valuable time on an impeachment process that I think isn't even constitutional. Yeah, there's a reason that the chief justice is not presiding over what is going on in the U.S. Senate. The Constitution only calls for that when there is a trial for the president. Donald Trump is now a private citizen. Sadly, liberals can't stop obsessing about Donald Trump. I get it. The left wants to intimidate conservatives. They want to cancel us on campuses. They want to cancel us in culture. And they want to censor our communications through big tech. Increasingly, it's not just the left-wing professors or liberal activists, it's even some of America's most well-known corporations. Last week, Disney fired one of the stars of the hit series The Mandalorian over social media posts that talked about problems years ago in Nazi Germany. Never mind that Disney actually praised China for allowing them to film the movie Mulan in this communist country. The global corporation was silent about the CCP putting religious minorities into concentration camps. Typical liberal hypocrisy. And then there's the story of Mark Cuban ordering the Dallas Mavericks not to play the national anthem. That that is until the NBA stepped in. The American flag and the national anthem used to be, they used to be two of the things that actually united people in our country. Regardless of sex or race or ethnic background or age or even political affiliation, these were the civic rituals that brought us together as a nation. They still should be. Till next time, I'm Scott Walker. Keep fighting for freedom.